Another week, another episode of Dear Stranger and Friend. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, it's me, your wonderful, beautiful, handsome, dashing, rogue-like podcast host, Paul Masbad. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Your seat is warm. Mine is also warm because I've been sitting here for a while. But anyway, enough about my seat and your seat. This week I'm talking to my friend Sinead, and we talk a lot about gender and race within alternative scenes like punk and hardcore and emo. Um, It's something that is always on my mind, being that I play music of that genre. So it's one um, one of the conversations that I've had on this podcast that was actually really helpful to me to have. Um... And there's a a lot of uncomfortable moments for me um, while I talk about it, but as she says, and you'll hear, these uncomfortable conversations are important. Starting discourse about things that need to change is always a good thing. Anyway, enough from me. I hope you enjoy the episode. Here it is. Hello. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me all right? Can. Cool. How's it going? Good. What's up? Just eat, How's... eating it up. Eating it up, eating that salad. <laughs> What's in it, if you don't mind me asking? I put kale and mushrooms and avocado and vegan cheese and tomatoes and vegan sausage. Oh my gosh. With that balsamic vinegar, son. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just got hungry listening to that. That sounds so tasty. (laughs) So how have you been? Good. Really good. Um, Like a lot. Like way, way really good. (laughs) Um, Honestly, way more than uh, I have been in a long time. So it's been oh, yeah? pretty sick. I've been doing really cool stuff and like hanging out with really cool people and keeping busy, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really awesome. Um Yeah. So I guess the way I usually start these things is like how, how we've met and how we know each other. Okay. Um so you could tell your your how we met story and then I'll add to it. Okay. Um, well, (laughs) I was living in New York with, I think, I don't think you guys were dating at the time. I think you had broken up when she moved in, Mm -hmm. but I was moving, I moved in with Ariadna Uh and yeah. And I think I just met you like you came over one day and you came over every once in a while. And you would hang out sometimes, and I would see you on campus at school and stuff, but, yeah. I don't remember yeah. the first, first time I met you, but I'm pretty sure it was at the apartment. Yeah, same here. I think that's how how it went <laughs> as well. It was, I think it was, like, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, I don't, no, I don't remember names or anything, but I remember... Audrey shared the room with that that girl who um, who was like a lifeguard or something. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she was really a lifeguard, but all she would watch is like Twenty Four every day. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I think that was the weirdest part, that she was just watching 24 every day that's, of her life. Yeah, that's another life. Well, you know what it was? She was just so, quote-unquote, normal. It was, like, yeah. a basic. <laughs> Confusing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's a cool person, though. I mean, an all right person. <laughs> um, anyway, so now you're in Las Vegas, right? Yep. How how did you end up there, if you don't mind me asking? So, let's see. Okay, well, after I moved out of the apartment, I went on mm-hmm. a road trip with a couple friends, and that was like a three-month-long road trip. We went all over the United States, and um, I, st- I stopped in Las Vegas because I have family here. I was born here. But I was raised in upstate New York. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I have family here, and I I was visiting, like, probably once a year anyway to, like, visit my dad and stuff. And then we mm-hmm. stopped through, and after the road trip, we went to this place called Omega, which is, like, a holistic institute in upstate New York. Um, mm-hmm. And so, basically, like, if you, vo- as a volunteer, you go and work for free. Well, if you're full-time, you get paid a little bit of money, but... I think they've changed it now, but you get free room and board, um, you get, like, free classes and shit like that, so, like, they have a bunch of workshops, like, they have different workshops every week, every weekend, anything from, like, yoga to meditation to, like, any fucking thing you could think of that has to do with, like, spirituality or, like, health, um, they would have- Oh, cool. Yeah, they would have, like, juice cleanses and, like- they had, like, a a veterans, like, every, it was pretty much the first workshop every season was, like, for veterans. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, basically a, a like, a rest and relaxation time for them. Oh, cool. So, yeah, they had, like, a bunch of different shit and, like, always different teachers passing through just, like, you know, for a couple weeks, and they would be teaching, like, some random class, um, so I stayed there the whole season, mm-hmm. that was 2013, I think, and yeah. then, um, and their, their seasons are April to October, so I stayed there, and then after that, I went to live with, or actually, I stayed with my stepdad, or my mom's ex-husband, for a couple months and then I left to go to Las Vegas for the rest of the winter. Yeah. So then I just stayed there for the winter and I like got a job and whatever and I ended up meeting this guy and we ended up like getting really serious like pretty fast. But mm-hmm. I had already committed to another season at Omega. Yeah. So I was, you know, I went back to Omega and like two weeks before I was like, what are we doing? You know, like, are we going to do something about this? Are we just going to like leave it where it is? Mm -hmm. And we ended up deciding to like commit to each other or whatever. But I was in New York for like seven months. So he came to visit me and la la la. And then we decided I'd move out there. So I moved out here for a boy, basically. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, you don't have, you don't have to s- sum it up like that. <laughs> I mean, I did though. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and like my family was out here and stuff and, and really I was looking for something like to settle down cause I'd been a nomadic for like years. Um, yeah. so I was just looking for some sort of like settled situation, something more stable for a little while at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided that that was like an interesting move and plus like another kind of cool factor was like I started Kung Fu when I was out there. Um, with, yeah. Yeah. And like, it was fucking awesome. Like it's changed my life. You know, it's like really important to me. I've been practicing for like two and a half years now and I don't want to move. Half of the reason I don't want to move is because I want to stay with my teacher and my like my family. Yeah. Uh, like my Kung Fu family, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's really cool. I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah, um, it's fucking awesome. Like, it's. I mean, I've had a lot of like a hard time with. I've been like, in abusive situations and stuff. So I've had a hard time my whole life with men in general. Um, yeah. And like, even, I've always wanted to like learn some sort of martial arts. And in college, I took like a self defense class, and like, I've been interested in it, but I just never knew how to get into it because I don't want to go to some like regular ass dojo that's just going to be all like men like you know yeah puffing and like trying to exert their like masculinity all the time yeah i <laughs> you, i don't you can't see me but i'm smiling i'm like yeah that's the <laughs> exact reason i don't go into those places <laughs> seriously <laughs> but it was cool this situation my dad brought me and it was my teacher we practice in his uh garage and it's like super mm-hmm. small class like everybody's it's very familial, like, we all um, trust each other, and, like, everybody is very giving and share. Like, we, we, not only do we learn martial arts, but we learn how to heal, too. Like, we focus a lot on chi and, like, mm-hmm. how to manipulate energy and how to, like, fix health problems and, like, sprains and bruises and, you know, pretty much any in- injury we would get in class. Like, we, we learn how to fix that, but we also learn how to fix, like... Oh, I'm like having, you know, like, I don't know, like maybe you're, you're having a hard time breathing or like, like, you know, whatever, whatever your like medical issue is like, right. There's some way that we can fix it or like work on it, you know? Oh man, that's so cool. Instant, like so many different things, herbal shit. Like it's, it's like, I've always been interested in herbal remedies and like just better like more natural more fucking basically just eastern ways of taking care of our bodies and like yeah instead of like just taking a a, a pill pill. yeah yeah totally um that's that's, yeah that's really really cool that's kind of awesome Mm -hmm. i'm a little i wouldn't want to say i'm I'm not really jealous but that's like really sick because i mean i think the extent of our interactions since living in the same place it is just like me seeing stuff on instagram and facebook that's mm. like whoa 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 cool <laughs> <laughs> you know mm. um so like it's really it's really cool to see that and um something also i wanted to ask you which is like i guess um weird for me because i don't want to come off 
any kind of way. Which I think that sentence alone, you, I remember one time in the apartment, you said, you and Audrey always say, I don't want to come off some kind of way <laughs> before you say something. <laughs> that memory just came back. But, um, because you're talking about like being, you, you are like nomadic for a long time and like traveling from place to place. And, um, I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't really do that, but I've done, I've just like had the luxury of doing so, um, over the past couple of months in the past mm -hmm. year. And like, I catch myself in these situations, like alone, not really having a conversation about it, but thinking like, oh man, everyone should do this. Everybody should just go and like travel and walk into a strange places and talk to people. But then when I sit down and really think about it, it's like, um, I'm a dude and like, there's like that male privilege of like, oh yeah, I can really just walk around and do <laughs> anything anywhere because I don't have to worry about things that maybe you would have to worry about. And like, I don't know if this is a strange question or a weird thing to bring up, but like, how is, how is that? Like, I just want to learn really. Yeah. Like, well, number one. You can ask me any question and like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be, I'm pretty open. Like you could literally ask me anything and I'd probably tell you exactly like the truth. Um, just so you know, so you can totally just like, feel free to ask me whatever. Okay. Uh, also, it's totally, it's really interesting. Yeah. And I've, I've been dealing with a lot of like, I mean, I've always, again, I've always been pretty aware of that kind of shit. Like, um, obviously I have white privilege, but I totally have, like, no, I don't have male privilege. So yeah. I've definitely battled with that for years, trying to figure out how I can, like, operate in the world as, like, a, mm -hmm. like with a strong sense of self, while also, like, dealing with the fact that I fucking get depressed and, and anxious and, like, easily, like... Um, I guess easily, I don't know what the right word is, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, and actually recently I've been even dealing with like gender identity mm -hmm. issues because of the way that I have to like walk through the world as like a, a quote unquote woman. Right. What, what is expected of me as a woman? So like. I've always kind of postured myself in a more masculine way because mm -hmm. it feels most comfortable. Um, yeah. And the only way I feel like I can manage to deal, like to actually deal with the hyper masculinity that like I'm bombarded with all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it also feels most comfortable. Like I'm not, I'm not extremely feminine or extremely masculine. I'm kind of in between depending yeah. on day, you know what I mean? So, like, I guess in terms of traveling, like, I traveled with my, well, and even before going on the road trip, like, I was back and forth between school, but, like, my parents left um, to go to, like, they moved to Myrtle Beach, so, like, I was just staying with my friend during the summers so like my shit was always in storage or like I was staying with my grandma like you know blah 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 and I had to like yeah never really get a job during the summers because it was just like such a short amount of time and it just didn't work out that way um mm -hmm. 
So there's always this weird, like, I'm relying on other people, like, as this young woman. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird, but also at the same time, like, it's great, like, I have family and stuff to support me. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, there, there's definitely been times where, like, like, for instance, I mean, you know, my brother hopped trains for a while, and although he was doing stupid shit, like, that's pretty cool that he had the guts to, like, hop trains, like, no big deal, you know? I would uh-huh. never fucking do that. I would never fucking hitchhike, you know? Like, we mm-hmm. we just all, like, we took our van and just fucking, like, everybody took turns putting gas in, because, like, I'm not gonna go any other way unless I'm with somebody. And even then, I'm like, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, because I know how fucking people are and how men are, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's like, it's this weird thing of like, like, I have a pretty good, I feel like if I was ever put in a situation, I feel like mm-hmm. I could defend myself or like do what I needed to do. But like, there's always this thing in the back of your mind that like, what the fuck, what if I can't do that? Like, what if I fucking can't like or it's impossible like for some reason i physically can't like take care of myself or you know like right and nobody's there to like watch out for me like what the fuck am i gonna do then you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's constantly in your mind like and i mean even when i like here i don't really have to walk around anymore but because it's you drive you just drive everywhere it sucks but like yeah you know, when I would walk around in New York, like, I'm constantly thinking about, like, I have to look behind my back all the time. Like, who the fuck is going to try and fuck with me? And that, I don't know, because I'm, like, really into energy and, like, energetically sensitive, I mm-hmm. think I put out, like, and this might be kind of, like, new age spiritual sounding, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I feel like I put a certain vibe out and I feel yeah. people pick up on that. And I also, like there's certain cues that people pick up on like which you have to learn how to do as a woman like make eye contact like let them know you're not fucking around and you're not going to be taken advantage of you know what i mean like keep yeah. keys in your hand like all these things that we're like socialized to do um that and it's kind of fucked up like yeah definitely and we like socialize men to like not be fucking scumbags <laughs> no <laughs> you no no none taken i was like <laughs> I was literally about to say, for real, can we do that? <laughs> can, we, so, can we try our best to do that? But, yeah. Uh, can we I just mean, do like, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, geez, like, that's something that, like, I guess is real interesting to hear. Um, mostly because, like, it's, again, like, I don't operate on that level as much, you mm-hmm. know? Um, for me, like, uh it's like race is a big thing when i'm Mm -hmm. around certain people but like it's really interesting though because it's like some of the stuff you're saying like i can kind of like um see similarities in how like i feel when i'm around like just white people or just this kind of people you know what i mean like right just do i have to you know talk or act differently or whatever um but Jeez, we got real heavy f- real quick, but that was cool. I think it's like yeah, fuck yeah, I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool to talk about things like that because uh, mostly people don't, and um, and I always like feel like a a butt because like 
Because, like, I'm going around being like, oh, yeah, I did do this traveling thing, and I would, like, go to bars and talk to strangers. But, like, even some of my female friends who are going to, like, um, I guess, like, pop punk shows and stuff, they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, I had to leave early because this dude wouldn't get the wouldn't get the message that i was into it yeah and it like made me fucking really sad and i didn't know how to i couldn't be like you know like i i can't help (laughs) with that Mm -hmm. and like if i and like i feel like when most dudes try to it's always like real victim blaming type Mm -hmm. shit you know or it's like well what were you doing it's like it doesn't matter what you know all i could really say is like i'm sorry that happened Yeah, there's not much you can do, unfortunately. It's, like, like, the most you can do is, like, continue to be, like, a good person and not be, like, a scumbag, like, the rest, you know what I mean? And, like, and also, like, talk about it with your friends. Like, talk about it with people who, like, maybe are kind of weird or, like, do stupid shit that they don't realize is ignorant, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the more people talk about shit like this, and that's why it's cool that shit is coming up more and, like, social media is being used more because, like, it's fucking important to talk about shit and it's only just really being like 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 people are only just really being saturated with all this like heavy ass like emotional like psychological fucked up shit that they don't like nobody it's crazy to me the amount of people that don't understand like psychologically we fuck with people based on their race or their fucking gender or like anything like yeah you know like that shit is basic to me. And maybe that's my, like, educational privilege. Like, that totally mm. could be. But I feel like I was thinking about this shit in, like, high school. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you get picked... Let's say, like, a white male gets picked on for, like, having a big nose or some basic-ass shit. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Like, five five years old or ten years old or whatever. That, like, one thing... Everybody has that one thing they remember when they're little. And, mm. like... It sticks with you for the rest of your fucking life. And even though you, like, work through it and you, like, let go of it, it still comes back and it fucking bums you out sometimes. Because that's the way that we are. Like, Yeah. Like, so, like, now take that and, for instance, in your situation, like, add all the racist bullshit that you've had to deal with your whole life. Like, yeah. multi- multiply by a million because, like, that shit's way more intense. And, like... Like, I just don't understand why people don't get that, like, when you fuck with people psychologically like that, it, like, fucks with the way that you perceive yourself. Like, Yeah, definitely. Fucking- oh, no. Hello? Hey, sorry about that. I think that was my fault. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's not gonna mess anything up. Um, so, no stress about that um but definitely yes what you were saying it really just like and the same thing i guess um for you as well you know like i read this thing on the internet the other day about like and i guess this um this sort of relates but i like before i go to bed i'm like on on tumblr all the time Mm -hmm. like just looking at stuff before i go to sleep and, like, there is this really long, like, text post that was just talking about, like, how this one woman was in a group of her friends and, like, um, I guess insinuating that, like, their daughter was better at household chores than the husband was because, like, weird 
I forgot the way they worded it, but it was just like, we need to stop, like, socializing, as you said, or, like, programming children or female children at a young age where, like, the first thing they learn how to do is, like, household chores and, like, that's what they'll be good at kind of thing. Mm. You know, and, like, thinking about what you said when it comes to, like, um, how those things stick with you when you're young, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what that would feel like being told you're like only not like outright and like uh real blunt that you're only good at doing these particular things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I making sense or am I yeah. going <laughs> No, you make sense totally. Okay. I just, my I struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> um this is like difficult shit to talk about because it's like very thick and ingrained and like i said it's very like psychologically it's wrapped up in the way that we like perceive ourselves and like the way that we identify so like it's not i don't think there's a an easy way to talk about it you know what i mean like it's fucking uncomfortable and it's weird and Mm -hmm. there's a lot to it you know but yeah what is your experience in like you know, because you're not white, so, like, what... Yeah. <laughs> that probably sounded, like, asinine, but, you know... No, no, no. As a um, person, you know? It's... Oh, man. It's really... It's kind of hard, and, like, sometimes... Um, the hardest the hardest it gets nowadays, like, in my adult life, is, like, when I, when I date people who aren't, like you know, aware of these things. Mm -hmm. So they say certain things to me and I'm like, whoa, like, whoa, that was like completely ignorant and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, um, where I, I've just gotten to a point now though, where I feel like I could press somebody on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cause for a while I'll be like, Oh, that's okay. You shouldn't say that. And I'll like walk away. Mm -hmm. But, um, just recently, I've gotten to a place where I could be like, yo, man, let's have a real conversation about this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, it like sort of sucked because like as like as much as I could remember, especially like going to school for the first time and all that, like elementary school, I would be like, oh, yeah, I don't really see us as like us as in like the kids in my class or whatever like i don't really see anybody as different than me we're all kind of kids and whatever but then like if i get into an argument with a kid or whatever it's always just like i'm gonna yell ching chang stuff at you or i'm gonna be like okay jackie chan and that's like what i would be called all the time and it's just like dude and then when i like got older and like was in high school and, like, of course, being, like, an angry teenager, an angry teenage boy, listening to, like, Black Flag and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, the next time someone pulls that, I'm going to fight them. Mm. And, like, you know, it's not, it's not the best way to go about it. But, like, but essentially it, but that's... What's that? It's totally valid. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, like... So a lot of the fights I've ever, like, really been in have been... Have only been because of that. Mm. I've, it's never been like yo man stop talking to my girl or like like weird high school boy stuff you know or like right. i don't like the way you look or it'd always be like 
I'd get into an argument and I'm okay enough with my words where we could just like argue or like most of my conflicts don't have to go to fisticuffs, you know, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as like race shit came out, I was like, like something would flip Mm. in my head. And like, um, after going through college and stuff like that, um, I kind of like, finally got a grasp of not acting on that anger because I don't think that's healthy. Mm. You know, I think it also comes with like getting older and stuff like that. Right. But I'm going to deal with shit more and understanding it more for sure. Yeah. So now I'm more of like, let's just have a conversation. I might get a little heated because it's like, you know, I, I had a conversation with a friend, uh, maybe a couple of years ago about this kind of stuff. And um, it's weird that I don't even remember who that friend is. I doubt we're like friends anymore, but um, at the time we were, uh, and they like, they couldn't get over the fact that I was angry mm. while I was explaining it. And I, and, um, and it like was maybe like a two or three hour conversation and, like, it didn't help that, like, we were having this conversation over drinks, too, because that never is, like, that's always the dumb thing to do. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, really hard to, uh, like, get through to somebody who's really not willing to listen. They only, like, like, sure, maybe I sound really angry about what I'm talking about right now, but it's, like, it's because these things, like you were saying, are ingrained in me as something that I've had to deal with. And, like, I'm trying my best to explain it to you. And I, like, I had to, at the end of it, I was like, I apologize for my tone. I'm not angry at you. It's just bringing up all these old feelings. And, like, I get angry thinking about them. The fact that I had to deal with these things. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know. So, it's, it's kind of, um, They're all always good conversations, though, to have, like you were saying. No matter how uncomfortable I get or the other person gets. Like, when you talk about... When you're talking to somebody about something they don't experience, like, if you're talking... Like, how you were talking to me about your experience as, quote-unquote, woman, that I don't have, you know? And me, like, not really being able to, like... Or being... Not being afraid, but, like, how do I word this? Or, like, having that uncomfortableness. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't, you know. I think they're all really important conversations to have. Because if you don't, then, like, everything's just going to stay the same, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really crazy. And it's cool to talk to you about it. And, like, um, I'm going to try my best to do a segue here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, like... You're in you're in that band now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I remember I was in California when you first like dropped the EP thing, and like I was listening to it, and I think you had the lyrics up, right? Or am I misremembering? Um, like on the band camp? I don't think I do actually. No, because like there's something about it where I was like listening, and I was like, yeah, this is like totally you in this way. Mm-hmm. And not to, like, I'm not trying to, like, pigeonhole you in any kind of way, but, like, just based on, like, our previous conversation 
or, or, or like the earlier part of this conversation like you're expressing those things also through your art and that's really cool to me because it's something that i struggle with intensely because i don't know how to i don't know how to uh express myself that way especially like if i'm playing guitar or writing a song or whatever oh, i always feel okay. really yeah and the same thing with like when you sent me um when you sent me the zine that you did that's just like this um it's really i guess i could say yeah i'll say that i'm inspired by like your your honesty and your willingness to put it all out there you know and i think it's like really really cool and i i i guess what i'm trying to ask is like how's that process that translating like here's what I'm thinking that are all very real things to me and put them out through music or through zine stuff like yeah it's um it's always come naturally to me like I remember being little and like I've always been in art like in high school I went to an art school and all I did was like paint draw like make clothes like do anything i could do that was creative like i was doing it you know um uh-huh. like you know being that fucking weirdo kid in high school who like <laughs> dressed really ridiculous like even compared <laughs> to the punk kids you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and so like i've always been able to and even i remember even being able to like even though I had a lot of anger issues, um, I could still somewhat express myself, even if it wasn't outwardly. I, I like, understood what was happening within myself. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, when I went to college, I did a lot of, like, you know, I obviously, like, took a lot of really cool fucking classes. I mean, I, ma- I my major was Media Society and the Arts, so I was taking a lot of, like, sociology classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much gave me like more verbiage and more understanding of like what I was already thinking. Um, yeah. And so like, it's really just been very easy. For, and I've always wanted to be in a band um, because I've always been into like punk and hardcore. And um, yeah. I think that it's really important for women and like really any person who's marginalized, like trans folks, queer folks, like people of color, like, any everybody who doesn't have a voice like needs to like w- if they feel comfortable like should be voicing themselves you know what i mean and like yeah i feel like because i feel comfortable enough doing it like it's my responsibility to do it not oh, to, that's cool not that i put that responsibility on anybody else mm-hmm. if, you know what i mean but for me personally i feel like i need to be like helping to make more of a voice for other people um and also like it's been healing for me because I've dealt, like I said, I've dealt with like a lot of abuse and like my family was like, like a lot of addiction was in my family and still continues to be in my family. And like a lot Uh of shit like that. Um, a lot of, a lot of things that a lot of people deal with, um, but don't really talk about that much. And so like, it's just been kind of like this natural progression of, me expressing myself and when I started writing it it was like even more it just made more sense like I started just writing poetry and then I mm-hmm. you know once I got into this band it was easy to figure you know and it's all about like all of my lyrics have to do with 
being straight edge and the like the reasons that I'm straight edge and you know yeah dealing with um misogynistic bullshit um and like anything like that like sexual assault like mm-hmm. you know all that kind of shit um so like yeah it's it's just to me like I said earlier like I'll fucking talk about anything like there's I can probably think of literally one specific thing that I've probably told maybe one person but for mm-hmm. the most part if any fucking random person asked me a serious like personal question I'd probably just fucking tell them the truth because for me I don't feel like I need to be private with my shit like so many people deal with the same shit I'm dealing with in a different way and like if you really want to know what the fuck is up with me like I'll tell you and maybe that'll fucking help you or help somebody else like I'm I don't know yeah I just no, feel that's... like it's important to talk because women are still fucking like taught not to fucking speak their minds, you know what I mean? And it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sm- I'm smiling super hard now. <laughs> like cuz that's really sick. Like that's a super powerful and like inspiring thing to hear and I'm like I don't know. It's I don't know how to explain it. Like um, I think. Hello. Hello. Sorry. It's guys. okay. <laughs> um, I have like my mouse pointer on the hang up, and I think I feel like it's me, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It might just be a weird connection or something. Okay. Um, you don't have to take all the blame. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I always usually feel like it's my fault when things go wrong with everything. Shame culture. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like as I was saying, like that's really cool and I wish I could kind of do the same thing. And I'm and I'm like um I'm hoping at it right now I'm not coming off as super awkward cuz we haven't talked in a very long time. But I remember yeah. we used to, like I remember we used to talk a lot when I would like come home from work or something. Um and like I don't want to you know, I don't feel like I'm at any level of, like, an artist or anything, but this whole thing of just, like, talking to people I haven't talked to in a long time is, to me, I think, trying to get the courage to, like, say what my honest truth is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that... totally. Because, like, a couple of months ago when I came up with this idea and I think it was like I Facebook messaged you before we exchanged numbers and all that. Um, I was telling Audrey about it and she was like, well, what's like the point? Not in a mean way, but, you know, just like trying to get me to talk about like, why am I doing this? And I didn't really have the answer until I started doing it. And like, I don't know. It's like, I, I find it really hard to... uh to talk to people sometimes especially about serious stuff like we were or like i don't know sharing bits of myself with whoever mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah totally um so this is cool and that's really cool to hear and i like i remember when i got your zine in the mail when i was in san jose like i uh I was like getting goosebumps reading it. I like couldn't believe it. It's like it's like this is so great. I can't <laughs> believe I know this. I, it's like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I don't know. 
I, I don't I don't know if this is gonna come off weird, but it's just like I felt like I knew a famous person. <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's no other way for me to describe it. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is the cool the That's coolest cool. thing. That's really cool. Yeah. Um and I told Audrey about it. Cause like we haven't really been talking like, you know, since like the for real, for real breakup, but I don't know. It's, um, that's really awesome. How, this is a, another weird question. <laughs> I, actually, not even that weird. I just, it's just, I'm weird and I feel weird. You can totally like, feel comfortable with me. I'm not going to like feel, you're, I don't think you're going to ask me anything that's going to make me uncomfortable and you're not a weirdo. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm not judging you at all for any questions you're asking me. Okay, because <laughs> this is not even, like, as deep as, like, what we were talking about earlier, so it's, like, that's why I think it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so your your band is, like, a punk band, you'd say, mm-hmm. right? How do you deal with, like, I don't know if people, because I obviously never had the pleasure of seeing you live, um, even though I was, like, super close and always thought about, like, I could just take a mega bus for, like, six bucks from L.A. to go to Vegas. Hell yeah. You know? Um, but, like, do people, like, slam dance and shit at your shows? Like, how do you deal with people that want to do that? So. Because I'm not down with that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't like it either. I I have a very. (sighs) So. It's it's kind of a hard question to answer for a lot of reasons. I feel like there's a lot of, like, things involved in my. (laughs) My thing with hardcore and punk in general is that it's obviously like a a boys club you know Uh, yeah and as much as like punk and hardcore is supposed to be for like the the odd people out um it it's it can get pretty clicky and pretty like white male (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um and if you put a bunch of ignorant white men together like it just becomes like you know what i mean because they're yeah. just, they're literally like stroking their own fucking dicks off the fact that like they're around other men who are doing the same thing you know what i mean <laughs> so, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> so it's hard because like i guess going back to the identity thing like i do identify as like a very masculine person in a lot of ways and like I do identify with the masculinity of hardcore and like the like the like raw emotions and like the anger of it um uh-huh. and the frustration and all that shit and even down to like you know the other emotions that come along with that um but like I don't you know, luckily for me, Las Vegas does have a pretty awesome, like, all-inclusive scene. Like, we have, we're super, like, trans-inclusive, and, like, there's a lot of, there's a, it's not as white here as it it was in New York. So, oh, wow. like, I mean, because we're so close to the border, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. a lot more, like, you know, Hispanic and all, di- you know, all different kinds of people. So, we have lots, like, a lot more diverse scene, um, but it's still... So, yeah, luckily it's, like, I don't have to worry about it too much, but, like, sometimes certain bands come through that are, like, super hardcore, like, aggressive male, like, Mm -hmm. just, you know, all that bullshit. And we do have people who, like, get really violent 
Um, I mean, we have we have a, a crew here, actually. It's like a huge crew. It's called SOSF. And mm-hmm. they're all over the, the country. And they're just like... It's literally just a hardcore gang. But they have, like, really fucking hurt people. And, like, probably killed people, you know? Like, it's just like... Um, what was that other one? Fucking... It started with an F or something. But I always used to hear about them in in New York and shit. Like, it's, you know, it's just the same bullshit. Like, people get together and they feel like they have to, like, exert their masculinity. Yeah. Um, so certain shows, like, the, those kids are there. And I'm, like, pretty much angry the entire time because I'm, I have to guard myself. I have to make sure that, like, if they bump into me, they know that they can't fucking take advantage of me just because they, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. So, like, I don't know. I don't really, because we're a punk band and we, like, our songs are literally, like, 45 seconds long. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm-hmm. we're super pogo-y. So, like, people will dance a little bit, but not as much. They're more, like, hopping around probably or something. Okay. So, when I'm actually performing, I don't, I've never had to deal with anybody being a fucking asshole. Um, but, like going to shows in general and like now that i'm more a part of the scene like i started booking shows recently and like Mm -hmm. trying to do other shit just to like keep shit going here um yeah it's weird you know like it's just weird because i do identify like i said i do identify with a lot of masculine shit and i am a fucking angry person i have a lot of anger i have i i have the urge to fight people all the time (laughs) when they're assholes you know what i mean i like i want to fucking it's i feel you i know i know that feeling (laughs) (laughs) and it sucks because like is that really the right fucking thing to do no would it make me feel better definitely but like (laughs) you know like yeah i'm gonna do like kick somebody's ass and then I have to deal with the consequences of that or or maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. It's it's weird to like, before I started a band, like I didn't have any real social currency in the scene. And mm. now I have a lot of social currency. So like the tables have turned a little bit. Like I might have a lot more pull than I thought I, I think I do, you know. Yeah. There's so many like factors involved in it. But regardless, I mean like if somebody's being an asshole, like I'll – make sure that not that I ever want to assume somebody needs protection, but like if somebody seems like, you know, they're not going to be able to defend themselves or they look like they're not, they're kind of like fucking scared. Then I'll like step in front of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to like, it's, it's scary for me even it's fucking yeah. cause it brings up, it like triggers my like shit with men. I, you know, like, yeah. I don't like it, but also at the same time, like, I constantly have to challenge that because, like, I don't want to be afraid my whole life. Like, fuck yeah. that, you know? It's bullshit. And I shouldn't sure. have to be. I shouldn't have to walk through life and be fucking scared that, like, somebody's going to take advantage of me or, like, be violent or abusive or whatever. Like, I should just be able to, like, fucking live my life. But, like, unfortunately, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man. That's that's interesting to hear though. That's really kind of cool. Um, cuz I've never obviously um known anyone like all my friends in bands, most of them anyway are just like all white dudes and they're like yeah. oh, whatever, you know. Um they're good people and like they're they really think about things. At least um one in particular that I'm thinking of um 
he really thinks about things in, in that kind of way. Because, like, I don't know, he writes, like, pop-punk kind of music, but he's like, there are a lot of things I like about the scene, but there are so many things I dislike about it. <laughs> I think what I had him on, I think that's something he said verbatim, where he's like... Um, but he didn't go into it as much. But, like, hearing that is, like, really, really interesting, and, like, I... I hate to be like, oh, this reminds me of something about me. But it was, like, really cool to hear that, like, the scene is more diverse where you are. Mm-hmm. Because that's something I've never, ever really saw in my life, you know? Where I Like, where it's mostly just, like, white folks at these, like, emo punk hardcore shows. Um, right. And, like, actually, most recently, I drove down to Philly to see this band, um... To see this like this emo band with my sort of bandmate who's um who's a black dude and I've known him my whole life and um like we get there and I and, and like we're parking and I'm like dude I'm sorry if this is like uncomfortable for you because you're probably gonna be the only black dude here and I'm like and he's like laughing he's like that's funny and I'm like yeah but you know it's kind of a real thing and like the whole reason the, and then when we, as soon as we walked in and like gave our tickets and like all that stuff and like got wristbands or whatever, he just tapped me on the shoulder and he was like, "I already feel people staring at me." I he's like, "I already feel what you were talking about," and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, dude." And like, uh, hello, hello, did I? I think I lost you. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've what was the last part about, that you heard? You were talking about how you were you were telling your friend like, "Hey, sorry, like." You're probably going to be the only black person here. Yeah. Oh, and then when we walked in, he was telling me, he was like, dude, I already feel people staring at me. And he, like, laughed it off. He was like, this is really strange. Mm. And then um, the reason I brought that up to him and, like, I said this when I got cut off, so it's, I guess it's good I get to say it again and, like, have my words here. But, like, last year I was telling him, like, when he was like, oh, we need to find a drummer for, like, our, our band because he wanted to start a band, you know? And, like, we the two of us, we only play guitar. We're not really, like, you know, we're not, we don't have, like, a full band kind of thing. We would never consider ourselves that. And, like, he wants to play shows and stuff, but it's, like, I don't know if people want to see, like, two dudes on acoustic guitars kind of thing. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, We were... I was like, if we find a drummer, that'd be really cool. And he's like, oh, well, I know a guy. And, I and like, some dude. And I was like, I don't really want him in our band. And he was like, why? And I was like, oh, because that's, like, because that's a white dude. And, like, <laughs> I, and he was, like, really weirded out by it, like, last year. And then when we were at this show, I was talking to him about it. And I was like, if you could, like, imagine for a minute where, like, let's say we were opening up. And there are all these white people here, like, in Philadelphia, like, oh, I'm ready to see this band. But then, like, three people come on stage, and they're all, like, people of color doing a thing. Like, that says a lot, I think, to me, anyway. And to anyone else in the crowd. Or, like, if I was, like, if we were here and, like, three people of color came out, wouldn't we both be, like, yo, let's just rush to the front? Because it's, like, oh, here, like, we're sort of represented, you know? Right. And, And, like, he, after that show, he, like, totally was, like, yeah, I know what you mean now. Like, we, like. I know, I know the, the thing you were getting at. Um, and like on the drive back and the drive there too, we had like long conversations about how like, this is kind of weird that we're both 
dudes that are really into like emo and punk music and that's like the kind of music we like writing and listening to but the whole scene is just like white males you know yeah um but one of the cool things about that show is just like everybody that played i believe they were all um queer and trans so it was like really cool for both of us to see that because yeah so it wasn't like all just like um white dudes and we were both getting so hyped and there's one band that like easily became one of my favorites that was there. This band called Loon. And they were like really, really good. But anyway. That's fucking that, awesome. Yeah. It's it's really um it's re- like I guess I didn't realize like how powerful that stuff could be and the way you're talking about how like your social currency has gone up because you're in a band now and it's not something it, it sounds like the way you're explaining it it's not something you were like counting on or thinking about you know? right and like hearing that for me is like oh so if i ever do really want to pursue this thing in the way that i see it or in the way that me and my friend see it um then like it could lead to really cool things things that like I hate that I'm saying, like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, my vocabulary is not that great. So <laughs> all, I, all I have is, like, that's cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm the same way. And I'm always like, oh, fuck, I hope this doesn't sound, make me sound fucking stupid. But no, I mean, it is. It's fucking sick. Like, it's yeah. sick to be able to re- relate to somebody else and, like, hear what they're saying and know exactly what the fuck they're talking about, like, in mm-hmm. some, you know? It's sick to see people that, like, are representing you as, like, or, like, people that are not just white men. Like, I get so stoked when I see bands who are, like, femme-fronted or, like, queer-fronted or, you yeah. know, like a, like, a person of color. Like, or all of them are, like, not white. Like, so fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. It makes the experience a lot more fun for me, too. <laughs> like, going to a show like that, you know? Paul. Hello? Oh, I lost you for, like, three seconds. weird oh my god this is the best one i've done yet and the best conversation i've one of the best conversations i've had thus far oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah it was really good catching up is there um because like after i edit everything together we have about like an hour i think is there anything like you want to ask me because i know you're doing i was asking you a lot and all that yeah i mean i was kind of wondering the same things that you were asking me like about your experience and stuff because, like, I was asking, or I was going to ask you, where did you grow up? I I grew up, um, like, right across the Tappan Zee Bridge in Rockland County. But Oh, okay. Yeah, but Rockland County is super weird. Um, and it was hard for me to explain to people who didn't understand it. Because, like, where I live is, like, the corner of Rockland County where most of the people of color live. Okay. But then, like, a lot of friends I've made in this county, which where it's, like, made up of, obviously, like, different towns. Like, you drive, like, 15 minutes and you're in a different town, and it's just, like, just white people over there. You know? And they're, like... um, One of my old friends, I remember I was dropping someone off, or, like, we were driving through, like, the high school I went to and all that stuff, and he's, like, a white dude, and he's, like... And he was joking, um, but he was like, oh, man, like, you're bringing me from this part of town down to where you're from? Like, you have me shook, son. Like, because oh. where, yeah, because, like, 
the high school I went to is like the bad high school. Right. But, yeah, you know. So it wasn't that bad. It was fun. I got to do a lot of cool stuff there. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was like, um, and I wouldn't really change it. You know, I'm glad the the school or where I grew up is where I grew up for the most part. I used to be like, no, it sucks here or whatever. But I mean, it really informed a lot about my life at a young age, you know, because there are like some relatives and some friends I've made, like I said, that are from different parts of Rockland County that just like are kind of ignorant because they didn't grow up with, they didn't, they didn't grow up in a diverse area, you know? Right. Yeah. Or they're just like, and some, it's not the case with all of them, but like, you know, you know, the ones, the ones that don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that's me. That's part of, part of where I'm from. Yeah. That's a lot. There's one thing I, I wanted to say before I guess we go in terms of like, representation and stuff and i'll probably talk about this with audrey and all that like you know when like we were all living together she was um she was doing photo and stuff you know Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that i don't know if she realized she did for me was like make me feel more confident in myself because she was always like i was the one she was taking pictures of you know right and like this is more to like embarrass myself, but, um, one of her last (laughs) photo projects, um, she wanted to like explore femininity through masculine bodies. Mm. And, um, yeah. And like, she used, she used me and she had like, it's this giant photo of me, like half naked, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then, when I walked in to like her show and I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, that's like, that's like one of the biggest ones. And I'm like kind of terrified, but it also felt kind of cool. And, uh, the embarrassing part about it is that I still have that print and like my family found it. And it's like kind of up in like our walkway where the front door is. So like the first thing you see when you walk into my family's house is this giant half naked picture of me. (laughs) And, uh, And I bring it up because where I'm sitting right now, I can see myself just like looking at me, and it's like, <laughs> it's been like making me feel kind of kind of silly. That's awesome, though. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but it's great. Like I don't want to give it away, and like we almost threw it out, I think. But I was like, no, let's hold on to it, and now it's like this kind of funny talking point of our house. Yeah. Well, also, like, people are so, I mean, you know, all of us are so weird and scared and, like, feel so vulnerable, like, with our naked bodies. And it's like, that shit is sick. Like, bodies are fucking awesome and they're so incredibly different and, like, it's, I don't know. There's, it's gotta be, I mean, I know for me, like, because Purchase had, like, the whole naked issue stuff. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a bunch of body image issues. Like, I know for me, take just take getting pictures taken of me was, like, super empowering and, like, really helped me with that kind of stuff. Just, like, yeah. when somebody can represent you in it. Like, I'm, because I'm sure, like, 
knowing Audrey, she, like, represented you in such a way. Like, she took probably a fucking phenomenal picture of you. So, like, you know, like, you look at this amazing picture of you and you're like, that's fucking me. Even though it's, like, it's, like, makes you feel kind of weird and, like, super vulnerable because you're half naked. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you also, like you were saying, you have feel like, it kind of boosts your self-esteem a little bit because you're looking at an awesome picture of yourself, you know? Yeah, totally. It's kind of cool, but also really funny because, you know, I forget that it's here. And And it's also, so that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it after I hang up because it's really, really weird. You're going to send me? I mean, (laughs) what's that? You're going to send me nudes? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. Because it's probably awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Just like I'm gonna try my best to like show you how everything is set up at this at this one point in my house. Yeah, it's it's, re- it's really really funny. That's great. Well, I had another question. I was wondering, like, what got you like what like what got you started on like traveling? Oh, um, so I around this time last year, I was working for this um, South Korean company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they essentially were like, you know, just write for our website kind of thing. And then that translated into, um, oh, so you, you have a full-time job and we want you to go to South Korea for three months. Um, so I lived and worked there from like September of last year to like the end of November, like right before American Thanksgiving. And that was like, you know, I've never been really out of New York for longer than like 20 minutes, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, um, one of the things about it, it's like they paid for an, like a small studio apartment for us to live in. And I remember being there after landing and being like, this is terrifying. Like my mom and dad aren't here. And I was like, and I felt like I was really close to my family at the time. And like, no, no, my friends are here and I'm in this foreign country where I don't understand any, anything people are saying. Um, but then like, it was a really empowering experience to be forced to face my own loneliness Mm -hmm. and how I deal with that. And, um, you know, cause I used to deal with it in very negative ways. Um, like when it comes to like my depression and like self-harm issues, but then I was like, no, I have to like, cause I'm going to be here for three months every day. And my only friends are my coworkers. You know what I mean? And right. like, I'm not about to, t- I'm not about to tell them how I'm suffering from depression. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, but that was a really cool thing. And then after that, I came back to New York, you know, for th- American Thanksgiving. And then, um, after that, we, that's when I was in California for like this, most of this last year. Um, and then when we found out, that we were getting, we were all getting laid off and we had to like f- figure out how we we're going to stay in California or move back home. Um, I just like moved back to San Jose with some family friends and then, you know, off the like goodwill of like aunts and uncles I haven't spoken to in maybe like 15 years. Oh, wow. They were like, oh, why don't you come see me in LA? And then, um, from there, we'll drive to Arizona, and then you could see the rest of, like, your cousins and stuff, because I know you haven't seen them in a really, really long time. Mm. So then, um, and that was, like, a really fun thing, and, like, not to, like, 
I guess talk bad about my uncle, but he's very funny because he was just like, yeah, I just decided I'll take you. So all the, th- the, the reason we're in Arizona is because one of my like cousins was graduating from college and they had all these things planned, but I, they, but my uncle brought me last minute. So that, so like they had all these things planned without me, unless oh. I was going to like, <laughs> unless I was like going to pay for myself or something, you know? <laughs> so like a lot of the, the things, um, that they ended up doing where they didn't have space for me or like, you know, it's kind of expensive or like something or places where I felt out of, or, or events that they had that I felt out of place. Cause, um, you know, I haven't seen them in 15 years. So I'm like, I'm not going to cramp their style. <laughs> um, so I would just like, cause we were, we were in Tucson for like a couple of days and then we were in Phoenix for a couple of days. Um, so when I was left alone, I was just like, I'm going to go to like downtown Tucson or downtown Phoenix and, you know, sweat and walk around and get tattooed and like really like figure out how to be with myself or how to continue being alone, you know, because I get this really weird thing. Like, I don't know if like you went through the phase of like hanging out at the mall, you know, like when you're like 15, but like I, um, I would always like catch myself I'd be like, oh, this is really cool. I'm at the mall. But then, like, 15 minutes later, I'm, like, terrified because I'm alone. And Wait, my friends aren't there yet. Cut. What's you, that? You cut out a lot. Oh. um, You cut out for, I, like, oh, like, 20 seconds or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was talking about, like, uh, dealing with being alone and, like, I was asking if you've um, ever gone through the phase of, like, having your parents drop you off at the mall when you're, like, 13 or 14. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But, like, that moment before all, all your friends are there, it's like, oh, my God, like, I'm alone. There's no one around. Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? And, like, I still get like that when it, like, I get really excited, you know? You're like, uh, that excitement of, like, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with friends or I'm going to go whatever. But now it's like, oh, I don't have any friends to meet. I'm in this strange town. I'm being dropped off in, like, the center of Tucson. And I'm like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is going to be really exciting. And then 15 minutes later, I find myself, like, in a coffee shop. Like, oh, my God, there's no one I know around here. And I wish someone would just talk to me. And, like, I don't know. And, like, until, like, I don't know. Like, it takes another 15 minutes for me to be like, yeah, I can do this. I can be alone. I can. And then I would go. And that's when I like walked somewhere to get um, a giant tattoo. <laughs> Not really a giant tattoo, but a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I really like, I guess I'm at a headspace now where I can force myself to do stuff that's uncomfortable, you know, like when only when it has to do with me, like with my with my uh, solitude Right. If that makes if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's what like and after doing that and then coming back home, like I'm just like, man, I really should try and find a way where I could keep doing that, whether it be with someone or whether it be with myself, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully with someone though, because like sometimes I get really really weird when I'm alone. It yeah, and it's it's also it is easier to do with somebody it's it makes it much more comfortable you can like really kind of be yourself like mm-hmm. whereas when you're alone like you know going to a new place by yourself 
like for some people that's great but I can relate to that for me I'm like like if I show up at a show early and I don't know anybody there yet I'm like damn it like fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> now I gotta fucking stand here and pretend I'm like cool like I'm like yeah like pretend I'm like okay you know what I mean <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like really feeling anxious weird <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it's ideally you want to go with at least one other person so you can like share that experience and like have that like support and also mm-hmm. just to be safe with it too if you're like traveling traveling you know what i mean yeah it, it would be good to be like be with another person for multiple reasons yeah uh, and then yeah. that way if you're lost or if you're like uncomfortable or you don't know like what anybody's saying or doing like then you're with somebody <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. whatever we're having the, this experience together so at least like you know yeah we- what the fuck to do (laughs) (laughs) definitely oh man that's really this has been really great i really enjoyed it it was really cool hearing like what you've been up to yeah very very strange but (laughs) um not i don't know i guess like three years ago i'd assume i'd just be like living at home and like working in toys r us or something but I don't know. I don't really have a high self-opinion. So I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good that you're working on it. Yeah. Um, this is another weird thing that my brother makes fun of me, but I always ask the other person, "Do you want? is there anything you want to say to the people that made it this far? <laughs> like listening to this? <laughs> um, oh, man. I don't it's know. kind of a weird. It's a weird question, right? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's, it is a weird question, but it's also kind of cool because, like, we've we've just had this really intense conversation about like all different kinds of things, and like, I'm sure, like, whoever, if somebody was listening, they'd probably have questions or like be, you know, more curious about something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess like. <laughs> It feels funny to, like, be like, (laughs) but I don't know. I feel like if I were to say something, I would probably just say, like, like, be more compassionate and understanding of, like, other people's fucking experiences and, like, don't assume that you know shit about anybody's experience. Like, you know, everybody's different and, like, you, you have a privilege that somebody else doesn't have and vice versa. Um whether it's, like, has to do with, like, being poor, rich, or, like, your race, or your fucking gender, whatever. So, yeah. like, I just feel like it's really important for people to, like, get less ignorant and become more aware of, like, what the fuck is going on in the world and, like, how we operate and how we, like, understand each other and, like, just show each other fucking compassion, you know? It's not that hard. Yeah. So... I guess that's what I'd say. <laughs> Dope. Cool. Thanks for doing this. I've been like, I'm really glad we finally got to. Um, I know. It's it was like weeks and weeks of us like <laughs> going back and forth, but I'm glad we did it too. It was really cool to talk to you. Yeah, same. I hope we could do it more often without recording yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like hit me up anytime. Sure. But, okay, I'm going to stop recording now. Sorry. (laughs) Wow. 
that was a good one. I need to stop starting these ending parts with a wow. It makes it seem a little bit disingenuous, and I'm sorry, but I really am wowed. Thanks for listening through to the whole thing. And now I should remind you, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so by searching Dear Stranger, Dear Stranger and Friend, or my name, Paul Masbad, M-A-S-B-A-D. That's my name. You can add me on Facebook with my name, or you can follow me on Twitter at PaulIsAverage. Come talk to me. Maybe you'll be on the podcast one day. It'll be a fun thing. Even if I don't know you, we'll figure something out. But anyway, until next time, when I finally reclaim my throne... As the champion of the world at SummerSlam, I've been Paul Masbad. And next time on Dear Stranger and Friend. That really is white history, dog. Yeah. They haven't always liked the Irish or the Italians. They didn't Mm -hmm. like the Chinese. They didn't, damn sure, didn't like the Native Americans. Dave still don't like the Native Americans because we have the the Redskins and the Chiefs and yeah like like yo like like yo like racism and just fucked up shit is the American story dog.